Hello and welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Emily. And today is part two of two of a series on trolling. Trolling. I know we call it trolling, but really I feel like what we're getting at when we get down to it is like online harassment and bullying. Right. Because someone point, even though we did define trolls, and, and by the way, if you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and listen to it. Um, we kind of defined our definition of trolling for the way that we were using it, both with our guests and amongst each other. Right, right. Yes. So um, I know people have varying opinions on what, how an online troll versus like differs from an online bully or harassment or stalking or things like that. So just straight up sociopath. Yes. We're kind of to, to, to recap super briefly, not to say that you shouldn't listen to the episode one or part one of this, but to recap briefly, uh, a troll is, uh, we are using a definition that's all encompassing of a broad spectrum of behavior, um, but basically stirring the pot for one's self enjoyment at the expense of others. To a degree, yes. that ranges from good old happy fun, which is uh, honestly pretty benign, all the way through like you know tracking down like where your home address is and then threatening to kill you. Doxing, I believe, is what they, they the kids call that. Yeah, so I mean, all of that falls under the category of trolling, which has been studied and based on the research we've done is a very wide encompassing type of behavior, but due to the similar characteristics, regardless of the d- differentiation of the manifestation, we're still looking at the similar root characteristics and behavior. Yeah. Basically these are people who are very, very mean to other people that they don't know on the internet, like under this guise of anonymity, typically. Typically. Yeah. Typically. So. And it's funny. Um, Since we released part one, I know we're going to keep the small talk short, but since we released part one, I did a video with Emerald City Guitars, and I mentioned the podcast, and I mentioned the episode about uh, online trolls, and they uploaded this video of me playing through some really dope instruments and amps, and the very first comment within 15 to 20 minutes uh, was something like, uh, oh, online trolls are just when you say something stupid and somebody calls you out on the internet and then they said, ditch the feminist and stick to the 1959 Les Pauls. I didn't really talk right. about feminism at all, but like that person's profile picture was almost literally a troll. Like it was, actually, I think it was um, a, a Deus de los Mortos mask, mm. but, uh, you know, just not the person. Though I have been trolled online by people whose profile pictures were were indeed like trolls or gremlins, which just feels so on the nose, you know? Right, right, right. Well, I mean, sometimes it's overt like that and sometimes it's not. But I think uh, that's a topic of conversation, which we've already embarked on as well as are about to continue with yeah. the following questions that we asked from our co-hosts. Yes. Uh, I actually don't have the questions in front of me. <laughs> oh, no. Which is bad, bad timing for me. But um, just for a reminder uh, for who we had on, we had Mike Trombley from Native Audio. What, what? We had uh, Ryan Burke from 60 Cycle Hum. Yep. Weet, woot. Uh, <laughs> Julie Robbins from Earthquaker Devices. Yeah, buddy. And Chelsea Clark. Uh, from Chelsea Clark and also Guitars and Caffeine. Holla! I'd like to take this moment to do um, golf snaps. 
That's better than uh, golf claps because it doesn't sound as. Yeah, golf claps have a tendency to still peak on the microphone. So also, they kind of vaguely sound like something that happens in an alley sometimes. Wow, I was not even going to go there, but all right. I went there last time. Dude, you need to do it twice, though. No. Yeah, well, you know, I actually let some swear words get in the last episode with Jim Bryson. So thanks again to Jim Bryson for being on that podcast. And, and, yeah, and shout out me. to Jim for uh, for uh, filling in. Uh, I do apologize. I was not able to grace you with my presence as well. It's a joke because it would have been him that was gracing me with his presence because he's super cool. He is really cool. But yeah, I, I, was, I was super busy and uh, was unable to make it happen this week for the first week since we launched. I feel terrible and yet blessed all at the same time to be able to say that we've been able to make that many episodes in a row work on a weekly basis. Yeah, the only other time that you weren't on was when um, we were doing the episode with Layla from Tunatone and you just had to peace out early and she and I were just like, let's just keep talking. Yeah, that was a completely unplanned impromptu like second episode. I was like, it's like midnight yeah. and I'm so exhausted. I need to be Layla and I can could something. talk for hours. So yeah. there's that. So speaking of talking for hours, mm -hmm. we've got quite a bit of ground to cover with these questions. So that yeah. being said, what do you yeah. say we uh, So uh, just into to it? cover the ground of what was asked last week. Um we asked people to tell them about their trolling experience and what that entailed. Uh, I believe the next, and then I asked them if they, if they did anything about the trolling. I believe the next question is what effect did that trolling have on your life or well being? Cause it varies so much. So hey. uh, let's start with Mike on that one. So the trolling, as far as on my well being, uh, initially it kind of, it kind of bums you out initially. Um, and then, uh, I mean, you know, as time goes on, I guess, I guess I just heal from it. It's, it's not really to me, uh, they, they kind of bugged me for a little bit, but then, um, you know, a couple hours later, I, I think I heal from it. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm very, uh, I'm a very forgiving person though. So I think it's a little bit easier for me to kind of move on. Uh, but I, I do, see, but I do see it affect other people. And I, I see other people that, uh, you know, you're never going to win against a troll. Um, it's just an argument that never ends. <laughs> so um, I think that response from Mike to me seems uh, pretty healthy. Like the, I, I mean, and as somebody who, I think it's like whenever you get any feedback in general, a lot of the times you're immediately very defensive and you step back and then you kind of recover from it. So I feel like that sounds like a very normal reaction to have to an online troll. Yeah. I mean, the flip side is there's also that upfront, like, Oh man, like that really hurts kind of feeling. And I don't know, maybe I'm jumping on a limb here, but I really resonated with the tone of his voice when he said that uh, it, it reminded me like I'm such a people person. I hate it when other people like don't like, Oh me. yeah. Um, I have a really hard, like, I get over it, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, that, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be an asshole. Um, I, I wasn't trying to, or was it me or is it, or are you just being sensitive or I don't know. I just feel yeah. so bad that you don't like me. I mean, yeah. I think that's all, I mean, we're humans and we, we just want to be loved. And I think that like, I, I kind of make a, a, a joke about, um, not giving a lot of F's 
And I I think that as I've gotten older, I give fewer. Um, I used to, I used to care so much, and I still right right. I still care, but I also am able to step back a little bit and and like gauge is this really my fault is this really valid criticism or is somebody just being salty or whatever and i think um just being able to gauge and i think that's kind of key engaging the difference between someone who's giving you like feedback that maybe you deserve versus somebody trolling you because if someone's just trolling you that's almost that's gaslighting if you don't know what gaslighting right. it is um that's it's a whole thing that involves a much better description but it basically is someone uh, manipulating your reality to make you think that uh, it's, it's very common in abusive situations where yeah oh good yeah right right i'm gonna read that i just i just looked it up just so we can get that out of there the dictionary.com definition is uh, gaslight a verb which is a gerund or present participle as gaslighting, which means to manipulate someone by psychological yes. means into so questioning their own abuse sanity. where uh, someone will be abusing another person, and then the abuser will go up and say, I'm so sorry I hit you, it's just you made me so mad. Like, And then that kind of puts the blame a bit onto you, and it makes you think that you deserve the abuse that you're getting, which is obviously not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So we di- I feel like we're digressing um, a little yeah, bit, but I mean, yeah. The idea, yeah, yes, like, like it's normal to be hurt by trolls. It's also, I think, normal and healthy to get over it when it's not um, just a consistent harassing situation. Like, right. Well, and for context, so what uh, what Mike's experience was with trolls is he he, he it's minimal was letting us know in the last episode that it's not. It's minimal. It's not frequent. Usually it's just question about gear, or his uh, proficiency, knowledge base, et cetera, and kind of that level. And so I think that's a on the spectrum of yeah, what a troll totally. is, I would say that's somewhere in like the first half based on what the definitions we have to work with. So not to minimize that, but just for context, that's where he's at. And I think within that, yeah. those grounds, I think that's really great. And I yeah. Mike sounds like the yeah, guy I'd nice like to sit down with. and hang out with. He sounds really cool. Plus I could always I'm always in need of forgiveness for saying silly things. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh I'm sure Ryan is gonna from Six Cycle Home is gonna have a very, very different uh line of thought here. So let's get to that. Well <laughs> I'm totally honestly, I get pretty high on troll comments. I love them. I love getting that kind of just negative feedback in my life. I love interacting with trolls and kind of playing the game with them. Um, like my my wife will attest to this. She knows when I've got a good troll on the hook because my ears just perk up, my tail is wagging. I'm like a happy little puppy over here. Anytime I've got a good troll to play around with, so that that might not be the healthiest response. I don't know, but. Uh, I'm definitely a happy boy when I could uh, get a good, good troll on the hook. Who's a good boy? Ryan, you're a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> like I love dog. it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't terribly disagree with him at the end when he says that not, might not necessarily be the uh, healthiest response. Uh, but I think there's a little bit to unpack there in the subtext. 
But I just want to start with that is amazing and I love it. And it took everything in me to not bust up laughing on the other side here. I probably should have just muted and let it all out. But I actually muted you. Oh, good. Because I was sitting there like. <laughs> as soon as you laughed, I'm like, mute. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. Um, yeah. I could have done yeah. that in post. I don't know why I did it right there. Well, I don't. It saves you effort later so you can focus on the meowing. Yes. Uh, so my initial reaction there is directly in response to what he says at the end is uh, that maybe that's not the most healthy response. And I'm, I'm going to counter that with a thought here. And I'm not I'm going to say that it's not necessarily unhealthy. However, for, for at least for the kind of trolling that it deals with, but it's an indicator for the sort of trolling that he does deal with. It doesn't sound like he's ever concerned for his safety or not, taking yeah, it not personally. Literally. People, it's, like people threaten, like tell him he should kill himself, which is never okay. But there's a big difference between somebody saying those things and you looking at that and being like, that might be credible. Right, right. I, I don't get the impression that Ryan's seriously concerned for his health and no. well-being and no. interacting, and that's not a bad thing. I yeah. think that's. I think he's in a great position to enjoy it for what it is and to kind of just take it and run. Yeah, and I'm in I'm in the sixty cycle hum inner circle, and I highly recommend uh, giving ten bucks to their Patreon to 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 join us inner circle. He posts- is it Patreon or Patreon? Patreon, because otherwise it'd sound like patronize. That's where I was gonna go with it. You beat me to it. All right, mm-hmm. I know. So, uh, it, and in there he shares even more than he does in the normal group about people especially on YouTube, pretty much exclusively on YouTube, being insane. And it really is just, it's bananas. And I, I wonder if it's a, if it's a little bit of, you know, supply and demand, like people know that they can go there, they can say ridiculous things to him and he's going to, to, you know, respond back and be playful but i don't really think it's i think that's so minimal like i think it's just genuinely people who are bananas well i think something to remember is it's a lot easier to remain anonymous on youtube because you can make your name whatever it is with whatever email pretty easily whereas facebook the expectation is that it's a a real name attached to a real identity and facebook has started to in various ways crack down on fake accounts over yeah. the years. Mm-hmm. Not that they've by any means done a perfect job or done as much as they should, but that's a matter of opinion for another day. And like Julie said, uh, you can't block them. You can't block people on YouTube. Right, right. So YouTube is a completely different animal. I think YouTube falls under the category, I think, along with like 4chan and Reddit, where you've mm-hmm. got that level of anonymity that yeah. other social media platforms don't always allow for. And on the same... I, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but kind of on that level, um, YouTube is not a social network. YouTube is a search engine. False. It's a search engine. I think YouTube functions as a social network. No, it's not a social network. People don't, people aren't social there. They don't have, they don't like. That's add, so false. Mm, no, it's a search. It's a search engine. Oh no, no. The, see, the thing is it depends on what, region of YouTube you're in. So for instance, uh, this is showing a little bit of my nerdy side and I don't want to get stuck here for too long so we can move on. But uh, I I watch a lot of Age of Empires 2 
uh, videos <laughs> uh, because I really like playing that game. But if I don't have time or the mental energy to actually play, I'll watch video run-throughs of expert play games um, and uh, tutorials and stuff like that. And there's a whole group of folks uh, and a whole community there of people who are commenting back and forth and like, oh, how are you been? How's, the, how's your job? And it's very much a social thing. I've seen it firsthand. It's super strange because it's on YouTube and it's all under different names. But it reminds me a lot of like Xbox 365 or, or sorry, Xbox Live uh, or like other like console gaming networks because everyone's just got their name and uh, and then they're just talking under that name. It's all your internet friends. I think YouTube in various ways functions very much as a social media network. It's primarily I, it's, it's primarily a search engine. Uh, it's the second biggest search engine. Owned I, by the biggest I at search least engine. Talked to, well, that is true, but it was bought out. It was, did not start out under the ownership of Google. But it's always and been a search remember, engine. Google okay, Plus, okay, let's let's. Google Plus okay. has failed miserably, and they've right tried to revamp YouTube into being more of their social media offering. Anyways, this is this is semantics. But yes, uh, join our Facebook group <laughs> and let us know. Do you think that YouTube is more of a social engine or a search? Engine. Oh no, it's not more of it's not. It's a question of is YouTube a social media offering? Uh, I don't. Yeah, ask. Yeah, answer that question. You either agree with me or him. But let's see what Julie, how Julius felt about uh, trolls and how those have affected her. I don't take them too personally. Typically, typically, I feel pretty far removed from it. Like um, they're not directing at me personally. There have been a couple instances that I took personally um, or that th they just made me really angry and frustrated at just the state of the world that people feel like it's okay to talk like that at all. Um, but mostly I can take social media comments with a grain of salt. So for women, um, you know, I think that, well, first of all, I think that the trolls are infinitely more likely to say something if it is a woman on the screen, um, whether it's something that they think is nice but is actually disgusting or uh, just something negative, um, the first negative thing that came to their mind. Uh, I notice a much higher instance of that in videos that feature female performers. It almost seems like there's this whole constituency of men mostly that are holding women to like a completely different standard than anyone else. Um, and I couldn't tell you why that is. I just know that they're doing it. But, um, you know, I feel really fortunate. I mean, I've been out of like the dating scene a long time. I've been with my husband for 20 years now. Um, you know, if I was a single person, I think I'd be freaked out by a lot of the stuff that I see going on, but I feel a bit more protected being in a relationship with somebody who I trust. That's really sweet. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, one, I think it's sweet that she, I mean, the, and she, she and Jamie have had a 20 year relationship and they still feel so cool about each other. I think is like relationship goals for sure. But I, goals. I, I often think about how I do feel protected by being married i've been with my husband for seven years and uh the difference it makes w when people know that i'm married like it it kind of filters out those 
uh, moderate to mid-level um, dirt bags. Right, but right. Uh, like a ring on my finger is never going to stop the most uh, heated dirt bag. Uh, I think an example, right, though, right. an example of being protected by my husband for me personally is uh, one of his Facebook friends and like real life friends uh, got on my Facebook one time and was just going like at it with me about some right wing thing. Like we just disagreed on a really sexist uh, situation, uh, which doesn't have any matter here. Just know that we disagreed. And the only thing, the literal only thing that got him to stop was when I said, I don't know if I've ever had a five minute conversation with you. You just decided to jump on your wife's, your friend's wife's Facebook page and start crap. And then he just stopped. And I half expected him to apologize to Rick and not to me. He never apologized to me, but he didn't apologize to Rick either, which kind of surprised me. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's amazing what people will say when they're drunk at home on a Friday night. Oh, he was sober. He was like a born again sober kind of guy okay yeah well, this was not this is not a matter of him being drunk this was a matter of him right right being a, a, a jackass but uh yeah i just think julie's right when she says it's different for women and i like that she right. and chelsea separately they did not talk to each other about this they both talked about uh the the levels of sexist trolls being a matter of like so you think that you're being nice sometimes you're ruining you it you're ruining it we haven't we haven't gotten to, to chelsea's response yet no no last week she mentioned that okay 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 i'm defined- oh, sorry i thought you were referring to what chelsea's about to say no 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 last friendly last reminder time- i haven't heard any of these yet i'm right. hearing these all in real time and i haven't heard them since i edited them so uh but <laughs> i i do know that last week when chelsea she last time she defined the different kinds of trolls and one of the types of sexist trolls she described with someone who thinks they're being nice like they're like they say oh like that's beautiful the guitar is not bad either or something like that it's a pretty common one looks great the guitar is not bad either or something like that right right yeah i've seen a whole bunch of that i just saw one was it yesterday I was just um doing the the casual scroll through facebook and i saw a video of uh, a young woman playing guitar and kicking some serious booty it was just the song sounded great it was just some killer chops i was like wow that's awesome and i started i made the mistake of reading through the comments which always depresses me and it, it was just a, a series of um like oh wow like what that's so pretty oh a nice guitar like oh like two beautiful things in one video it's just like no oh, that's so weird you would not say that to a dude creepy you would not say that to a dude and that's the thing like you like if it was like your your friend and you kind of had a, like some sort of relationship yeah you, maybe you do that but like by and large a random guy on the internet another guy will not say right like, right right oh you and the guitar look great together like oh or something like that like you won't but then she- I, i'm gonna give this a name i'm going to give this digital cat calling i mean yeah i mean because that's that's kind of what it i mean um i've never really been catcalled being a dude um it's bad but it sucks i've been around uh, i've been around my wife like i was I've, I've been like walking down the street with my wife and like people are catcalling her and they're like what are you gonna is your boy gonna is your boy gonna fight me for you or whatever and shit like that i'm like i'm like i'm not gonna play that game um but good it's for really- you man because rick's the same way like i've been in situations where like guys have insulted me or actually like there was one where a 
dude physically hurt me when he didn't have to when we were playing an intramural non-contact sport. And instead mm-hmm. of, like, going all macho and running up to the guy and, like, pushing him and shoving him, Rick just comes over to me and just makes sure I'm okay. I'm like, yes, this is the correct response to have. Don't get in a fight with some dude. Just, like, let's just take care of each other. Screw the world. Like, it's us. Right, right. Well, I mean, so my point in saying that isn't self-praise here uh, for being a nice guy or whatever. My, my, my point nice is guys. such a nice guy. Nice guys finished last. What? Uh, psych. Anyways, so moving on from that particular point, the, the point I'm trying to make is uh, like I my wife's and cat called with me next to her and then like I turn around and give like the, the fuzzy eye. I was like, really? You just say that? I'm not going to do anything about it. I just kind of look and they're like, what, man? We're just giving your girl a compliment. Like, what's the issue? Not they're clearly baiting. Not a compliment. Right, right. It, it, it's that kind of level of like kind of sleaze that I see quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I, I admittedly expected to hear that there was going to be some level of gendered conversation when we were getting into this episode because I've seen it so much because I've experienced it both online as well as just like walking down the street with my wife the couple of times it's happened um none of the side note none of those have ever happened in Seattle yeah all of them happened in LA I've seen it happen in Seattle I've seen it happen a lot more in New York I think I've shared my cat calling stories on here but um Julie also mentions that like women are held to a different standard. And I think that that's kind of yes. getting into what Chelsea talked about last time with the intellectual bully and right. Right. And intellectual bullies, they happen to dudes too. I am going to just straight up say men intellectually bully other men all the time, but they do it to women more. And I think that like, and in a more patronizing attitude. Yes. Very good. See what I did there. Yes. So, um, like, I think that you just, you can acknowledge that, like, just, just for a, a crazy example, like, you can acknowledge that there are women who murder their partners. Yes, you can. But you also have to acknowledge that women are more likely to be murdered by their male partners than men are likely to be murdered by their female partners. Like, you can- That just took a turn I, I did not expect. Holy cow. <laughs> I know, but that's, like, the obvious example that I feel like you need, that you need to present. Like- Right. Like, I mean, it happens, so but something that comes yes. to mind for me, maybe, maybe, maybe a less heavy example would be cool too. A, a much less heavy example than your murder. Uh, I've been watching a lot of unsolved mysteries. So that's that. I mean, we are talking about what is categorically sociopathic behavior, but uh, so a, an example that I've seen it's like a month ago, I saw there was a round of comments on Yvette Young's videos on Instagram or I think, I don't know if it's a series or one person started it, but the the comment that was that started it all was, well, you're pretty good, but you're still looking at your hands while you play or something like that. Like she's looking at the fretboard while she's playing in a particular video. And anyone who's followed Yvette Young for any amount of time, which if you haven't yet, do, do it. it because... <laughs> do it, do good it. Good gravy. Just the, the music that she can play is unreal and brings a smile to everybody's face yes uh except trolls apparently anyways so the the troll was like oh well i mean you're looking at the fretboard you, you can't be that good or so, i forget exactly how it was phrased but the sentiment was you're good but you're not that great because you're looking at your fretboard and immediately everybody's going off and it was really encouraging to see some of the uh, who was it one of the mem- uh band members at periphery was also chiming and poking fun at them is really that's cool to one see. of the dumbest like things that, i've ever heard in my life it's one of the dumbest things i've ever heard in my life 
um, yeah, was it? I think it was was it Mark? I forget which member of Periphery, but they're they're defending um, the right who side. Who doesn't? On that one. Who it's doesn't like, look at their hands every once in a while when they're playing at least? And she's doing this complex like two hand tapping stuff. Like yeah, she does some absolutely insane. Yeah, stuff like how dare she utilize game. her senses that she has to play guitar? Like which on a on a related note, uh, fun fact: psychologists have been uh, studying children who count. Uh, with their fingers and categorically categorically speaking that does not mean that you are less intelligent at when you're a child uh the the idea being is some people learn visually some people can see it in their heads Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you can't count though that doesn't mean you can't do the math um, anyways so all of that to say that's an example where i saw that but i see i can't tell you how many videos i see of like dudes playing parts i've never seen a comment like oh well you're looking at the fretboard you dummy no that's because that's a dumb thing to say. It's it's a double standard. I see this a lot, and I I can only imagine how much more actually happens because I'm from my perspective as a dude, I don't pick up on it quite as much. Yeah, and I certainly don't get comments on any time I post a video, and I, I've posted some pretty trash videos of me playing guitar on the internet. <laughs> I've never really gotten. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty trash. Like I'm not that great of a player. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I, I play for fun because I enjoy it, but I'm not selling out stadiums by any stretch of the yeah, imagination. I mean, I'm, and I'm, I don't get yeah. those kind of videos oh. or those kind of comments. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think it's, a, I think visibility is a part of it, but even on like the get offset page, like it's, we've been pretty lucky so far, I think to not have had um, a lot of that kind of stuff happen. Well, we've, we've talked a whole lot about 59 less Paul reissues. So I think that's really helped us out. Yeah. All those 1959 less Paul reissues or uh, just the, the originals too. Yeah. We just talked about those a lot. We just ditched the feminism talk about what everyone else talks about. <laughs> all right. Uh, shall we move on yeah. to guitars and caffeine? Let's talk to Chelsea. I mean, I kind of have it in my own head that I'm doing my own thing. And if they don't like it, they can ignore it. There's other websites to go to. There's other videos to watch, um, and, you know, so I, really, it's just distracting. Um, when I was younger, uh, online trolling uh, or, or online bullying um, affected me deeply, mostly because I was insecure about uh, my career and my path in guitar repair and, and, and guitar manufacturing. I didn't quite understand where I fit because nobody really looked like me. Nobody really talked like me. So, yeah, because, I mean, back then, you're just kind of told to let people be assholes. You're told to, you know, oh, they're they're just people, you know, with sad lives. Just let them say what they're going to say, and you just got to ignore it and go on. But that, I I really, really think that that is such a big joke. <laughs> I really, I really do. Why, why would I let somebody else's baggage create Swiss cheese out of something that I think is important enough to spend a chunk of my life trying to share with the world? Because it's not polite for me to comment back? Really? Really? My only defense for somebody who is, who is, who is going out of their way to be mean to, 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 to ignore the rules we all learned in first grade. I, I can't, I can't defend myself 
in a way that puts a stop to them, which is ignoring, like deleting the comment, you know, or unfriending them. You think it's, I mean, people think it's so harsh to unfriend somebody online. I think that that's ridiculous. Um, life starts, uh, face to face, you know what I mean? Um, and so I, people take online stuff really seriously, uh, when it comes to friends and following people. And I think that that's wonderful and that's their choice, but it doesn't really mean much to me if I unfriend somebody. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to say hi to them in, in face to face. It doesn't mean that uh, I hate their guts. It means that, you know, they're they're being so ridiculous that they actually distract me from being positive in my life. And be like the online stuff is the last thing I want to distract me from real life. It is. And because it's such a snapshot, I think that's why it's so distracting. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I just think it's ridiculous that there's this level of politeness that we have to, that we are, we have been taught to show, um, online bullies, just ignore them you know, just, just forgive them, just ignore them, just be okay with it. <laughs> why, why would I really, why would I do that? Why would I be the bigger person when I'm the one in control of that world and I can make it a better little world? <laughs> I, yeah, it doesn't make sense because it's not an intellectual critique. It's somebody's ego. It's, you know, because I'm not letting my world and my life and my words be about them. That's what it's about. If, if somebody critiques me intellectually or says, hey, I don't know if this is right or, or messages me and says, man, um, this is my experience, you know, or, um, you know, I'll, I'll change it or I'll, I'll write an edit or I'll say, or I'll pick up a, a new book and I'll learn more. Um, so I think that there, like I said, there's a huge difference between starting conversation with somebody and, and, and just trying to discredit them, you know, and I, I do want to say this, um, that, that I do think, uh, it's absolutely wrong to say that women are more emotionally affected by online trolling or bullying. Um, that implies that women don't have the emotional maturity to ignore the idiots, when in fact, especially with focusing on sexualizing, right, our bodies uh, while we're teaching technical things, um, the degradation caused by the commenting on physical attributes doesn't hold the same social weight for men. So I don't think it has to do with if we are more affected by somebody's comments. I think that it has to do with the fact that um, when things are said about us in that manner, it, it, there is a different social connotation that is involved with that that is more discrediting uh, than, say, saying those same things to a man. Um, and that's our society. I don't think that that's how men and women work. I apologize for that one ending abruptly, but it did. 
a lot of good stuff there. I like that Chelsea um, talks about how when she was younger and a little bit less self-assured that those kinds of comments bothered her a lot more. And I think that's the real danger with online trolling. And those are the people that I'm concerned about when I personally stand up and say, this is unwelcoming to women. I'm not thinking about myself. Like I've played guitar for 22 years now. Like I am a guitarist. I am confident in this. This is, this is it for me. What I'm thinking about are those people, especially those women who are new or young and sensitive and it's okay to be young and sensitive I don't think that we should like be treating people like it's not okay to be sensitive that's a very important trait to have it used to be a very manly thing to care so much about something that you cried so uh like that's that's it for me like these people are trying to bully young people out of this thing and I don't why I think so there there's a there's a phrase that came to mind pretty early on in her discussion uh and I think it, it just kept echoing in my head the whole way through and it's something that I heard a lot as a kid and something that I at one point in my life accepted as as kind of a gospel truth and have since been like, wait a minute, but why? Uh, and that, that phrase is a, is a very common phrase. That is, boys will be boys. Oh, God. Carefully, you don't break the signal there. Jeez. I'll, I'll, I'll um, make that one quiet. That's a little hard to. <laughs> boys, will be, um, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. And so, because what I'm hearing in that, so the on the. There's the there's the phrase boys will be boys, and then there's the subtext to that, which is uh, the implied response which women should have is shut up and just let it happen. Yeah, it just it is that's it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Don't fight it. Boys are just going to be boys, and that's just the way the world works. And I am sick of that personally. Yeah. Uh, but but what I'm hearing that from what she was saying is less of the boys will be boys and more of that subtext of. Some people are just assholes. That's just the way it is. Oh, you, and it. like that, she said that you should feel bad for them. And I am like, I'm kind of guilty of saying that. Like, and I think I said it on episodes of this podcast. Like, those people who do that must be miserable. And I stand by. I think a it's lot possible. of them. I think a lot of them are just miserable. I think some of them are sociopaths. But that is much more likely, clinically speaking. It doesn't mean I'm going to feel bad for them because like terrible things can happen to you. It doesn't make it okay to treat people badly. Right, right. And well, who that's a that's a that is a topic of tension of uh, of that that give and take of at what point does one's past uh, justify their actions? Yeah. And I, that's not something that I, I'm going to pretend to be able to dig into. But I think what we can pretty safely say is uh, there is a sense of holy discontent of. I don't need to accept that that's just the way that it is. Yeah. There we are capable of better as a human race. We are capable of more empathy and more understanding and more common courtesy which isn't common these days. Yeah. Not to sound like a uh, get off my lawn. Courtesy isn't common. Uh but you, you get my point yeah. is 
the, that level of holy discontent that I hear in her voice. I'm like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. It was really cool to listen to her answers because I didn't, I didn't get to talk with her one-on-one, which is why that was a little bit more pieced together. But um, I, I think there's just so much good in, in what she had to say. Um, I think that I actually, actually reused a clip of there, there being – when she said there's, there's a difference between like having a conversation with someone and trying to discredit them. Right. But I think that needed to be said a few times. <laughs> Right, right, right. Well, motive is a a difficult thing to discern from internet discussion. Yeah, and I just read an article about um, about people using quote logic, air quotes logic, and Mm -hmm. wanting to have these like logical discussions, and how people who often say online that they're driven by logic or quote just presenting the facts, they aren't actually making those that many factual or logical statements. They just are perceiving of what they're saying as the truth with capital t's oh the way that the right the the introduction of the internet has completely disrupted contemporary ontological thought oh i just i that's a topic i could really get into that we should not get Uh, into right now because we have (laughs) we have uh two more answers to get through from all of our guests okay i i will Remind me at some point to talk about the history of, or at least my take on the history of uh, ontological thought in Western culture. Yeah. Because I have lots of thoughts about that and how it pertains to a lot of what we talk about on the mm-hmm. show. But that's also the the philosophical, theological side of me that I don't always get to yeah. show because I'm such a goober. So the next question is... Why do you think people troll online like they do? Oh, I this is one of the questions that I'm really looking forward to hearing. Sorry, you not tried to, interject, to not but, get me ask this question. I know, and you know what? I I regret telling you that. I'm glad you you insist on keeping it because not that I want to undermine the. I was concerned we were going to undermine the the definitions that we had laid out. Mm definitions is on the motivation uh but i i think instead of looking at it in a way of this is undermining the groundwork that we've laid for this conversation i think it's going to be really interesting to hear what people think outside like without having that groundwork laid first like what are the the thoughts that we're going to hear totally all right um, well let's get to see what mike thinks uh i i think it comes down to people just trying to look for attention um, they might not be getting the kind of attention that they desire, you know, elsewhere. So they decide to take it onto the internet. Um, so I think that's really kind of what it boils down to is just somebody trying to get attention. It's really what I feel like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hard to disagree with that one. That is definitely, uh, pretty hard to disagree with. I can't say that that is a soul. That is the one and the only, but that is 100% one of the uh, a theme yeah. across the research that I did it's part of it. for this episode. Yeah. It is very much a part of it. For some folks, it's a cry for help. For some folks, I mean, there's just, there's a list of things of the couple of different studies that have been done on the topic. And to be clear, this is a relatively newish thing. Mm-hmm. And so the, the amount of studies I have to work with in empirical data is limited. Yeah. But, that is, it is. And I'm not also, I'm also not a sociologist. Yeah. No, so. but like just that, it's like, it just makes it feel pitiful. 
Yes, there there is that element for a lot of it. Not all of it, but certainly yeah. a lot of it. All right, let's get Ryan's take. I think people troll because they're bored a lot of the time. I mean, I've definitely had times in my life where I've been a troll myself, you know, various different places online. I've seen some sort of content and I just have like a funny idea about it or like a different perspective. And or maybe I think the source of the content is ridiculous and I just want to, you know, take the piss out of it. Um, you know, or something like that. And, you know, there's been moments in my life I'm not proud of online. I was a, I was a teenager on the internet at one point. So I kind of understand where that's coming from. Uh, there's another side to it where I think there's a certain type of person who is trolling because they have some other, you know, deep seated problem in their life that they can't deal with in a healthy way. So they go online and the first opportunity that they get to vent uh, some aggression or some sort of, you know, passive aggressive sort of behavior they take it and it doesn't matter what the subject matter is they're digging in deep they are taking it personal that someone got a little bit of information wrong about you know some piece of like guitar gear for some reason uh and whenever i get someone like that uh you know kind of on the hook and i'm really just milking them for all the comments i can get eventually i start to feel bad because i wonder if there's not something you know, more serious going on in their life, you know, like a death of a loved one or some sort of, you know, insecurity about their job or their relationships or something like that. Or maybe even like, sometimes I worry that I'm, you know, interacting with someone who uh, is disabled in some kind of way. Uh, I don't mean to sound ableist or anything like that, but someone who has a a completely different life situation than me. And I just can't, um, you know, understand what's going on on their side. And I I start to feel bad imagining, um, that I'm dealing with someone who isn't, uh, you know, isn't going through what I'm going through. Maybe I don't understand uh, their actual life situation. That was a very empathetic response from Ryan. I like empathy quite a bit. Especially interesting uh, that he has such an empathetic response. Um, I wonder if part of that is that he's the one person we talk to here who actively has fun with the trolls. And trolls them right back. Right, right. What if that is an extra level of meta troll where they reel him in until he starts to feel it bad? Maybe, but I, I get, I've dealt with people online that there comes a point when I stop responding, and usually that point is either like, this is boring, I'm bored, or I think you're unwell. I think last time I saw a thread where I was like, clearly someone's not doing great. Uh, I think it was like 300 comments and counting. Yeah. there One person that right. I think is unwell and potentially dangerous is known in the Gear Slum community as... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy... That that was a weird one because we... that guy kept saying that he just wanted to like have conversations with people and debate. And whenever somebody like pushed back against his perspective... He would just block them. So obviously, he was very much up for debate. <laughs> is that a is that a name we want to throw out on a publicly posted podcast? I'll meow that one out. But um, yes. okay. I don't. Good. I don't know if this that per. I don't know if that person would get it. But um, I think they would. The but... he's probably not 
listening. I think so. Yeah, probably not listening. But then this person would send like pictures. They've of got mutil- multiple fake accounts. This person would send pictures of like mutilated bodies um, to to people. Right, right. right. So that's this, this this really escalated, and it, and that's and that's the point where I think everybody realized like this person is not well. That is not healthy behavior. Well, not only is it not healthy, I think this is that's an example where it really highlights to what degree this sort of behavior can be sociopathic. Yes. And in extreme examples, certainly, I mean, Ryan's absolutely right. I mean, we're, there's, there's no question that there is a level to which there is a mental disability in play. Yes, certainly. Uh, a, a behavioral and sometimes it's behavioral uh, yeah, sometimes there's just, it's just like capacities and like communicative disorders and things like that i'm sure right well i, I mean i'm i'm not a psychologist and I, I don't want to venture too far into the pop psychology oh well, it's this kind of what's your enneagram type level of pretending to know what i'm talking right. about but what i can say is that a little bit of research i've done is pretty unanimously agreed that the especially the extreme examples are undoubtedly sociopathic manifestations. Yeah. And when somebody's behaving that uh, way, does it really matter? Like if there's something else in their life that's making them act like, cause like that, right, cause right. as some exactly. person that's getting like the brunt of that, like that is not your problem. Like that is not my fault. Right. I, I think I, I, maybe it's easier for me to say this as a white dude, but I think it's really prudent when you're reaching that level to like just no more engagement do not do not feed the troll and if they continue on uh, start looking into what uh, your country's or your state's laws are on digital harassment not not to say that we aren't to feel empathetic but i think there's a certain point in time where we're like this is no longer well, safe. And, and, and the thing about empathy is like it's great to have it but um it's possible to have it to like a, a fault where then you're you have to put yourself in your own safety in your own well-being ahead of a stranger let's be real like if especially that person is like throwing crap right. at well, you and they're there obviously there are like levels like i'm not big enough of a person who like would try to get help for that person i have just would just stop talking to them like block them block their friends etc um like, because it's, and I hate to sound cold or callous, it's if, and I like to think the best of people, but it's just, it doesn't make the behavior excusable nine times out of ten. Well, I, I think there's a, there's an important concept to remember here is there's a difference. So to to borrow from a, a biblical idea of turning the other cheek, which I think has been hermeneutically abused over the yeah, years. Totally. Uh, but to digress, the idea of turning the other cheek of like, oh, like we're going to be empathetic. We're going to give out loads of grace uh, to the person doing this because we don't know what's going on the other side. There is an element of wisdom to that. There's an element to, to love and humanity. And there's, uh, to, uh, there's an element of that that we really need more of in the world. But the the flip side of that is that doesn't mean there isn't follow-up. That doesn't mean it, there isn't further action. That doesn't mean there isn't reaction. You can still be graceful and humble and empathetic and also take measures. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so, it, 
that doesn't make yeah. you a bad person. I just, I want to encourage everyone. You don't need to feel bad about doing that. That doesn't mean that you, I mean, it just doesn't mean that it's a wrong well, thing at it's all. Like, you can still be well, nice I, about and it. With but, any crime, like you can be sympathetic and you can believe that people can redeem themselves and that they're typically good. And, but like, there still has have to be consequences to actions and there has to be, there have to be consequences to harassing somebody. There have to. Right. Well, and, and that's also not to say that I, I, in all of this said, uh, I want to echo something I said earlier is motive isn't what something that's incredibly difficult to identify over internet communication. And that's, Given the range of possible motives of that sort of yeah. behavior, that's not something you want to yeah. misjudge with the limited information yeah. you have. Because especially for women and minorities that tend to be doxxed at a much higher level than a guy like me, like I'd probably yeah. be fine. But that's depending on who you are, you're playing a gambling game. And for the for dudes who are like me, and if you think you're like, oh, well, they're not gonna come after me, keep in mind they might be going after someone else. Yes. And so in preventative measures, we're all in this together just because it's not directly affecting yeah. you. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, it's like what it's like what Qui-Gon said in episode one, which is the most – well, actually, I don't know if it is the most hated film in the series. Well, it depends days. on who you are. But I anyways, think that I, a certain group of people hates <laughs> um, like the new movies more, but – Right, right. I think there. Anyways, I, that's a completely different subject. We can get Star Wars nerdy another day. But uh, when he's talking to Boss Nass it, uh, in, in Episode One, it's like, well, uh, I forget how. Shoot, I need to watch that movie again. I haven't watched that in way too long. But the idea is like, all actions affect other actions. Yeah. Um, it, we're, we we don't live in a bubble, so we all have no. that sort of. Uh, responsibility to do each other. Because then in particular instance, Boss Nass was saying that he didn't want to help out uh, Naboo when they were being invaded because they could just hide underwater and they'd be fine for forever. So why would they bother? I feel like we're getting farther away from it. Anyways. Let's see what Julie has to say. <laughs> I think that people troll because they have some insecurities or um, something that's missing in their life that Putting other people down gives them some sort of satisfaction to do, or maybe it doesn't even give them satisfaction, but they're just feeling so negative on the inside that they're being negative on the outside. Um, it's also, I think, due to the fact you can be hidden behind a screen name, um, you know, it's not things that you would say if you were talking to someone in conversation or passing someone on the street, hopefully. Um, but it's something that under this veil of your username that you can say anything you want. And sometimes I look at these, I'm like, who even has time to do this? Like, you know, like some of them, I think they must just write the first thing that they think about anything that they're looking at like all day long and I like rarely ever make comments on things so I really can't wrap my mind around having the time or desire to do that um but those are my biggest guesses I mean there's also like you know politically in our country there's a lot of you know just shit stirring uh people trying to torque other people up and getting fights about stuff and they must get some something out of that some sort of 
gratification or something. I don't know. Even like if we get even like a heated email, you know, like we basically treat everybody that might be acting like that, like they're, you know, um, might be really unstable right now. And it's probably not whatever happened with their puddle. It's something else. And they can't do anything about that, but they can freak out about their puddle. So we're like super extra nice, you know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, it's like they seem a little unhinged sometimes, you know, a little unhinged. All right. So that was Julie. Yeah. A little unhinged, I think is uh, accurate. I think accurate and at the same time, generous way to put it. But yeah, that was, those were, those were some uh, well-chosen words. Yes, uh, those are definitely some measured words. I agree. Uh, I think I really appreciated the the level of empathy I heard. I think that's something uh, that uh, that's not. We also heard that from Ryan uh, pretty heavily. Is the idea of empathy? If we don't know what they're going through, and I think that there is that. I think that's really important to remember that we're all humans. I think that's that element is complete is uh, reduced at a level where it's often easy to forget in internet communication. Oh, absolutely. But, and just talking about people who don't feel like they have control in their own lives. I think that kind of lends to my, my general perspective on most online trolls. Right. You know. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get to Chelsea. I would love to spend more time on Julia's response, but we're running an hour in ish. So I never quite understood why people would just share those kind of comments. And to be quite honest, I, I don't want to understand them. Um, that's a whole different level of um, immaturity and lack of morals that I, I just, it's a world I don't want to be a part of. Don't know, don't care. That was incredibly short and uh, a little and bit jarring. <laughs> after, after hearing like a lot of these, well, I think that they have, and like trying to get into the psychology about, she's like, don't know, don't care. And I, I respect the hell out of that. You know, I'm a self-admitted people <laughs> person. And whereas I like that, the flip side of me is like, oh, but they're humans too. We're all in this together. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's so easy for me to want to say we're all in this together and then just exclude the people that aren't. And I don't know. There's the idealist in me. There's the part of me that thinks that everybody has hoped that everybody can be fixed, which I mean, is, I'm a white guy. There's, there's a little bit yeah. of a white knight in me. What can I say? Uh, and, uh, I don't know. I just, that rubs the idealist in me the wrong way. Yeah. Not to say that she's wrong or that there's, and I'm not saying that's unhealthy, just that makes me want to go, but, uh, but I think it's, uh, I mean, I think it's healthy enough. I think that, uh, the, cause she, she's the person who's like, I will just block them. I will delete them. Like she, I think she obviously knows what she needs to do to keep her own mind space healthy and to keep and to practice that self care, and I think that's great. Like, right. if, if like if that is what keeps you sane in this weird internet world that we're all 
in our own way still trying to figure out because everyone we talk to like we all like I know you probably grew up with the internet more even so than I did but a lot of people we talked to probably didn't have like the internet until high school at the earliest and so the social networks at least until high school Right, right. So, like, so the whole, well, it, I don't know. I just really, I do feel like there are days and there are times where I'm like, I kind, like, I kind of care about like what is making, like, why are you the way that you are at these trolls? But for the right. most part, like, I don't know. I've gotten so much crap personally from people. Like, I can probably pinpoint the day that I'm, like, I don't, I do, I don't care why you're behaving this way. It's unacceptable. I don't want it to be any part of it. Like, I don't know you, and I don't want to be, like, the spigot from which all of your just insecurity and rage or whatever erupts. Like, I don't want to, yeah, I know, like, that's, that's not my role. I don't have the patience for it. Like, hell no and i don't care and i get that so hard right well and so something that i want to differentiate here is that my initial response is a personal desire but it's not a responsibility i think that's incredibly important to to notate uh whereas i may want to have that extra level of wanting to take on other people's burdens, just given the kind of personality that I am. And I mean, for crying out loud, I went to, to college to be a pastor. I mean, I, I care a lot about what other people are going through and want to sit through that and be with people. That's just the kind of person I am. That does not mean it is my responsibility. Does not mean it's your responsibility. Does not mean it's anybody's responsibility. And you don't have to put up with that kind of behavior. Yeah. And I think that like the, the people who were answering that, they they might not personally care why people are the way that they are. Um but it is something to to think about on a psychological perspective. If you if we care about changing it, we probably will need to think about like what causes this behavior and how can we prevent this behavior? And I think largely it's just comes down to reminding people to treat others the way they want to be treated or just to be like with kindness. Cause I think that like, then there are going to be people who say that like, Oh, I don't care if someone gives me crap. Uh, so I'm just going to give it like, no, that, I mean, that's not okay. <laughs> just, just be nice. Right. Just like be kind. Just if you don't have something nice to say, like don't say anything. Uh, well, that's not, not even, even that's like not a, like, sometimes you gotta say things when people are being bad. So, you know, there's not a rule like that you can just like put on a cup, like a sippy cup for a toddler and have them look at it every day and it's gonna, you know, make sure they come, come out right. Um, it's just. Right, right. No pithy quotes no, gonna I think explain just, like, this. But... Teaching introspection might help. Uh, teaching people to maybe figure out healthy ways to um, untie those little knots inside of them instead of lashing out at strangers <laughs> or loved ones, like just, just not lashing out, like maybe taking a step back and be like, well, why do I feel the way that I feel? And what's a healthy way to deal with that? 
versus I feel bad. I can't, I don't have a way to communicate that. I don't have a way to unpack this. So I'm just, I just want to take out my rage somewhere. And like, yeah, in that way I care. But when it's happening at me immediately, like I do not care why you are calling me the names that you were calling me. You just need to stop. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So I think that's the difference there. I, yeah, definitely. It definitely, this is tying into the, I think, a theme that we're seeing, or at least that I'm seeing of a. Uh, It's almost like the worst Brain the food. worst people get the trolling, like almost the less patient they are for it. Right, right. I, th- I think it, it, it's going back to something I said earlier, which is at what point there's this tension of at what point do people's, their states, their experiences, what's happened to them justify what they're doing in response. And I think that's a really difficult line to draw in the sand. I think there's a lot of gray area there. But I think on this particular topic, especially given the unknowns we have, I think it's completely fair to draw that line in the sand a lot sooner than you would, say, in person with, like, a family member. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so, uh, I oh, my gosh, it's the last question. And that was basically what can be done about online trolling. Um, I really don't know what could be done. Uh, I think, I think it's always going to be there. I don't think there's any way you can really fully get it off the internet. So I think it's always going to be there, but I think the best thing you can do as a person is accept the fact that it's going to be there and it might pop up sometime. Um, yeah, I think the best thing is just to brush it off your shoulder and just keep on moving. Another very laid back response from Mike. Mike sounds super chill. I like Mike. Chill. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with him that like you have to accept it. I think that like knowing it's going to be there probably and accepting it are kind of different. Well, well, okay. So I'm going to show my cards here for a second. And I think I kind of agree with Mike to a degree uh, in the same, in the sense that I, I, I honestly think that the ultimate responsibility falls on the platform host, whether that be Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or whatever your social media platform is. I, I think it really comes down to the responsibility has to fall on the host to a degree for creating a solution for filtering out this to a degree. At the same time, there's also the cultural aspect of it. And I think uh, what the research shows and what we've seen and experience is that social media provides such a unique catalyst for the sort of behavior to erupt uh, that I think it's difficult for us to address the culture in a definitive and all-encompassing way However, I do think it's possible to tackle it a little bit of a time and to chip at the iceberg, if that makes sense. That's kind of where my thoughts at. And so th- to that end, I think 
I agree with Mike to that in the sense that to an extent, I think there's always going to be some kind of element of trolling until social media platforms can deal with it effectively. I don't have a solution for how they can deal with that effectively. And that's why I'm not making millions a year. Yeah. I mean, if you can solve this, my thoughts, if you can solve this problem, you are a rich person. Right. I mean, that's, it's uh yeah that's that, there's so many levels of considerations for that i'm not going to say that that the flip side of that is i don't think that that absolves us from any responsibility for engaging that in positive and healthy ways and i think oh, that's yeah. on all of us to continue to build a community especially with i mean something we talk about in the show quite a bit is how awesome the music community is here the, the gear community and what we've got to work with has been so great so far and so i think that's really really positive and it's important for us to continue to engender that sort of positivity and healthy atmosphere where everybody is included everybody is safe i mean this is just we got some good stuff going on here totally well let's see what ryan has to say always keep it public keep trolls in the light keep them where the rest of your audience can see them where other people who know you can see them uh put them on display make it public record uh like Trolls, you know, they condemn themselves with their actions. You don't need to say this person did this if you keep it out in the public. Uh, and just don't ever let them get you into private messages. There's no reason for that. If someone's going to call you out and say things to you in public, then keep that conversation in public and always keep that high road, like I was saying earlier. Uh, keeping the high road and keeping your nose clean in the conversation is really just so important. Don't get into attacks where you're trying to cut them down or anything like that just absorb the information they're putting out and talk them through it and if you can get them to go directions that entertain you (laughs) oh man uh i'm i'm very much all about that with my trolls Uh, i like to keep everything up as much as possible the only times i ever remove or delete or block trolls or anything like that is when they start making attacks against me that bring in other groups of people or other individuals that have nothing to do with me. Like if someone accuses me in a, you know, insulting or joking manner of having some kind of disability, which I clearly don't have, that I I feel like that's that's bringing in people who aren't involved in the situation. And it's just just awful in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, that, that goes for anyone that's any sort of, you know, in any sort of minority group that I'm not part of. Like, why are you bringing those people into the problem that you have with me, apparently. Uh, just leave them out of it. Uh, if, if you're watching something that I've done and you can't find things about me to mention as insults, like you're just not very creative. Like there's plenty to work with there. I can give you material. If you run out of material, I can I can give you angles to insult me from. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. If you're going to insult me, insult me. Don't bring other people into it. So... Um... I, I think Ryan had some really good advice on dealing with trolls. I love when he says, don't let them get you into one-on-one private conversations. Just for, like, safety, that seems pretty key to me. Right. I think, yeah, there's a couple of different levels that um, one, keeping them public is great for allowing other people to chime in to help you out. Yeah, I think that's especially helpful. Uh, given one, the community that we have, and you spend any time, you'll make plenty of friends in the community. 
on line two, uh, it's important for um, record. And three, it's important because, I mean, once they get into private messages, it's just the two of you and good gravy. You think the anonymity is all is already get an issue with people saying things that they uh, wouldn't normally say in person. Now take that to a whole new level of being private message and the kind of stuff that you see. I mean, which we mentioned earlier that there, uh, an example where someone was sending pictures of dismembered bodies. That was never sent in any sort of public. That was only one on one, and that was nope. super yep. screwed up. That yep. And so that's you're opening Pandora's box by accepting that private message. Yeah. Um, so take advantage of the fact that there's plenty of people on the internet all the time that are your f- actual friends uh, that are willing to back you up that have uh, no patience for that sort of behavior. So that's yeah. something to keep in mind. And then I also like what Ryan has to say about like. Uh, trolls kind of defeat themselves in the process of being kept in the light. Yeah, uh, I think uh, sunlight is a the great best disinfectant. disinfectant. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's true. It's, it's very true, and I, I think there's a whole lot of wisdom what Ryan was saying there. Yeah, and also, uh, which is unfortunately key, is you know not stooping to their level. I mean. There's, there's this troll argument, especially ladies, where it, the idea is that they will accuse you of bad language being as bad. They will accuse your bad language as bad. Okay, let me rephrase that. I'm going to start again. They will act like bad language is as bad as bad deeds. So they will, they right. will, they will like dis- try to discredit everything you say because you used a potty word, and which is ridiculous. And let's just agree, it's ridiculous. But no, like know that that's the ammo that they're going to go for, and deny them of it because they're waiting for it. Which is a whole other thing if you want to talk about dealing with like, especially sexist or racist things on the internet, like don't let don't ever say this is offensive or i am offended because that just makes them flip it onto you and just it's ridiculous but well you're such a snowflake yeah f your feelings (laughs) yeah exactly like oh i'm sorry that you don't care about your feelings i'm sorry that you're offended like no like i'm you're being offensive i'm not saying that i am offended so you can say something is offensive without saying that you are personally offended like it's just this whole thing, and I feel like that is a different, different episode. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and get to Julie because we've been talking for a long time. Real quick, before we get to Julie, super fast. The last reason why you should never, ever, ever, ever accept a private message from a troll is uh, trolls escalate when they think that they're going to get more attention. You True. give that extra bit of attention, you're asking for more escalation. And on top of that, no, hey, hey, running hey, net. Andrew, you're not asking for anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I that that is completely fair. You are Ex- potentially. How do I work? Well, okay. You just understand that the likelihood is high that if you give a troll attention, they will escalate it. And that's fine to say. You're the not chances you're not of escalation. Yeah. Right, right. The chances of escalation rise quite a bit. Uh, I don't have any empirical data to back that up. I just have experiential data to work with yeah. here. 
And on top of that, uh, I haven't experienced this personally. However, I've heard several accounts of that confirm that there are groups of trolls that, that run in packs. And if you get one of the, the attention, if you garner the attention of a member of one of those packs enough for them to want to continue with that, you will then get several trolls from the, the, the pack will then converge on the, on you as the target. And that's not the kind of thing that you want. Right. So nobody wants to deny that. them of that personalized attention. Yeah. Just, yeah, totally. Cool. Let's see what Julie says. Well, I definitely think that um, all of the social media companies should have a firm policy that um, would really have severe consequences for anybody who was found to be engaging in that kind of behavior. Um, you know, blocking them, losing their account, um, things like that. I think that that would be completely fair. Uh, I think that companies should be mindful of their comment sections and make sure that there's nothing abusive or harassing happening in them. They have the ability to, um, you know, monitor that and delete things and in some circumstances ban people, and they should, um, because not everybody needs to see that stuff. I know that in the UK, they've recently passed some like more significant stalking laws and i would love to see american go america go in that direction but um i don't see that like anywhere discussed in politics at all and unfortunately i do know a lot of people who have been stalked and harassed and it's awful it's really crazy and awful terrifying so but like you know in my limited experience when i brought things to police that you know were freaking me out unless they're like directly threatening you, um, there's really nothing they can do about it. Like they have to say, like, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to kill you. They can be weird. They can be bizarre. That's not a crime, you know, not, you know, the volume of it. And it's really crazy, especially as it like pertains to domestic violence, um, which I think is probably more prevalent in terms of like actual physical violence than, an online troll coming out of the computer and finding that person in real life and exacting physical violence on them. You know, there's, it's really way too relaxed. Everything is not buttoned up the way it should be to help victims. I don't think that, you know, I, I agree with Julie. I don't think enough is being done to take this kind of behavior seriously. And I think that, um, things can escalate and people just write it off as, you know, people like boys will be boys almost. So this is further proof of why uh, earthquaker devices is at, at the core of my soul, my favorite company on the planet, because I literally, I, I swear I have not heard any of this before. And I just said earlier this episode that like, companies need to be held responsible for what happens on the platforms that they host. Oh yeah. I'm like, as soon as I, I, I don't know if you're going to edit this out. Cause I, I paused myself after I realized I was on, or I muted myself after I realized I was unmuted. <laughs> and I started slow clapping as I was listening. I, to I was like, why is he clapping? I was like, yes, yes, yes. Get it girl. That was on point. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so that was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of that. 
but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think ultimately users should be held responsible for the contents of the platform. There, even I mean, I, I know that's a tough to, that's a tough thing to say because it's user provided content. But I, but users moderating that content and the onus being on users to uh, report things, and then like no action being taken, especially on Twitter, is just famous for not right. appropriately like just not banning Nazis. Like I feel like that should be in 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 our year of twenty nineteen easy to to like say oh no Nazis are a hate group and we do not want them on our platform. But alas, right. it does not seem to be the easy thing. You'll get banned from Twitter for threatening to punch Nazis, but being a Nazi, fine. Right. All right. Well, uh, let's quickly get through uh, Chelsea's answer here and uh, wrap some wrap this bad boy up. There's so much good stuff to unpack. So much. We should have done it in three parts. Maybe. All right, Chelsea. What I'm doing with guitars and caffeine in the publication, um, and that's kind of a, a big part of my online presence right now, um, is really focused on, on making people feel comfortable thinking. And so I, I do find it a part of my job to carve out that little area in the world to foster that and 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 if if the people interested in that kind of world see um or feel victim to these intellectual bullies or these sexist bullies or these ageist people um or or racist people i they're they're not going to open up and allow themselves to 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 fully be who they are or to fully learn and and so they don't really have a place, um, a place in my world. Chelsea just given truth, like always. Absolutely. Yeah. I like, it's, we were just saying, oh, the owner shouldn't be up to the users, but she's trying to create her own platform to make right. the internet a better, more inclusive and safer place for all. So I think that is an example of, like what you can do is create those communities that foster right. the environment that you want to see everywhere. Well, I, I think what she's describing there is platformception because I think ultimately we've got the the provider of the ultimate platform that underneath that we've got like, for instance, groups have moderators and admin and whereas it's not like they're getting paid to prov- okay. Well, most instances they're not getting paid to provide that moderation and administration type service. What we're it's still a platform within the platform of the social media. So within Facebook there's the group uh, and so on that group you've got uh, moderators and admins. Uh, it is a is an easy example. I I moderate a, a large group called Worship uh, Guitar Sounds and I think there's we got 13k members in there right now and any content that pops up other that is unset we 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 pull it no questions yeah. asked we get so many posts there a day it's not a big deal if we just outright delete stuff even if it's borderline we'll just delete it it's gone yeah that's just the way it goes i mean there's so much 
better content that we get on there, so many good conversations and uplifting posts, so on and so forth, that the, well, this doesn't directly break the rules, but it kind of does, we'll, we'll just pull it. And so- Erring on the side being, of caution. Right. My point being is that the the hosts of that platform within a platform also need to be held responsible. And I can think of a couple of different larger groups that have allowed some things. And you've you alluded to that in the first episode of how you were trolled. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know how to describe the experience that you had for being tracked down. I would call it, it was online. It was, har- it was targeted harassment. It was... 1000% unwarranted and uh there is no defending what happened there. No. And I'm still waiting to see. Anyways, He's never going to apologize uh, if that's what you're about to say. No, I as much as I would love to see that level of justice happen in the world, I don't think it's going to. Yeah. So <clears throat> Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, so dope. <laughs> but my point there there is a level of responsibility within that and I think that's something that we try to provide uh, on our group and our pages, we cut any comments. We've been fortunate enough to not have too much going in there, but we have had some that have been cut uh, that we've had to step in and moderate. I feel like uh, in, in our group and in other groups that I moderate, like 60 Cycle Hum, typically you call somebody out and they back off. And they're like, oh, right. you, you know what? You're right. You're right. It's like the one time when a user... Once in a while you see the... Yeah, a while back a user... Like, I we got to stop saying like hashtag triggered as a joke. Like that's a real thing. So I pointed out to somebody that it wasn't cool and actually I've done it a couple times and they're like, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm going to change it. They just didn't think about it. And mm-hmm. so I feel lucky to mostly be in spaces where people will be introspective enough that, and I'll be introspective if I do something bad and, uh, Versus lashing out like a child. Right. So I don't really know how to wrap up this this incredible couple hours of uh, content that we've created. Well, I, I would just like to wrap up with some thoughts that I've got, if you don't mind me getting up on uh, a soapbox. A soapbox. Do it. Do um, it. All right, so here's my soapbox, which is uh, from the perspective of a white guy that has been lovingly enlightened by other non-white guys around me. Um, let's see, where do I even begin with this? I, I just had like 18 million thoughts roll through my head. Now I'm like, oh, where to begin? Uh, once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, uh, we had social media. And following social media, we had trolls. And unbeknownst to the creators of social media, trolls were, how do I say, uh, inevitable. Just given the circumstances and the way humanity works. Now, knowing that, we've had several years of this kind of behavior. And little has been done to improve upon that. I would like to see more of that from Pi. In the meantime, because quite honestly people who own these kind of platforms aren't listening to me right now. That's fine. I don't demand that they listen to me. I'm not pounding my fist and like, oh, I'm important. Listen to me. So what is important in this conversation are the takeaways. Uh, I think takeaways are one, empathy, love, and kindness are some of the most powerful things that we possess as human beings. I think that's one of the most important things that set us aside from the rest of the animal kingdom, so on and so forth. 
I could get into a whole series of philosophical and theological points on that. But uh, I think that's incredibly important for how we handle ourselves on the internet, for how we create this community and continue to embolden and support and encourage each other for what we're getting into and how we defend each other, especially. Uh, I think it's incredibly important to be aware of the fact that despite all of that, we are going to have trolls that we have to deal with. Uh, and the level of which to that, quite frankly, uh, it's unfortunate, but there's a level of engagement that is dictated by the kind of person that you are. So me as a white guy, I don't have nearly as much experience of that, whereas uh, women and minorities are likely to have a whole lot more going on there in terms of trolls engaging them. And so the important thing to know is that you have friends in the industry that are going to help you and back you up. Do not take private messages. There are ways that you can handle it and respond in ways that are going to shut them down. Uh, and there are ways to do so that will mitigate the likelihood of trolls following up in packs. Uh, and I, we, I'm not going to list off the different ways. We, we've got into that quite a bit in the episode. Yeah. Uh, in the previous episode as well. So there's a whole lot to unpack There's there. a lot. Um, um, I got to say, if there's yeah. one thing that I just want people in this episode to realize, because I, like, I think that we need to wrap this one up in the next, like, 60 seconds, is that uh, your experience is not the same as everyone else's experience. And yes. if trolls aren't personally yes, yes, a problem yes. for you, just understand they are problems for other people and that they're a real problem and that they are real scary just because you've never like had this experience where you also had in your mind, like there's this, that there's this underlying real threat of violence. Um, like don't, don't tell people that like, it's fine. Ignore him. He's fine. Cause you don't, you really don't know that. And you don't know how scary it can be to be the more vulnerable person in this, in this scenario. It's like the difference between, a fly buzzing around and bothering you and uh, putting on your shoe and there's a scorpion in it. I, I think that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. This has been the Get Offset Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Emily. Goodbye. Bye.